All right, welcome, welcome. Uh, so this is another one of those that we're recording early. Uh, so Thirsty Thursday, number 19. Uh, it's a Christmas uh, recorded show. But uh, as we were talking in our pre-show, we kind of wanted to do a year-end wrap-up and then looking into 2021. So um, with that being said, like I said, this is our last one for the year 2020. Thank God this year is over with everything that we've had to deal with and we got going on. Um, but we're also very excited and we're really, really looking forward to 2021. Um, so with that being said, um, Trevor, let's talk about, you know, some of the things that, that you guys have done, both the Steedman family, Strike the Box, Palm Beach Shores, you know, what are some things that you guys are grateful for and that you're excited for, uh, for 2020? Ben, thanks. It's really been a year like no other. And, um, I, I really have quite a bit of empathy for not only younger folks, especially like Liz and I, our son just turned 13. So I can't imagine being 13 with everything else in the world or in your world at that point going on, plus going through a pandemic and all the craziness we've been through. But um, even in the fire service, there's people who have come in who have gone through an academy and couldn't have a normal academy graduation or have achieved their EMT and couldn't go through a, a pinning process or anything else. So it's really been a year of oddity, really, for everybody. Um, so we're really grateful that we, we, we have our health, we have each other, and everything's been about being able to modify and adapt. And we're creatures of habit. And in the fire service especially, we, we resist change. And I always tell my folks at work, there's, there's two things that are constant about firefighters. They hate the way things are and they hate change. So you know, we're always in that dynamic where we're trying to improve things, but it's always pushing that boulder up the hill. And, um, you know, again, we're, we're very grateful for what we have, but it, this year, if you weren't able to adapt, it really took a toll on you mentally, physically, professionally, financially. And, uh, you know, we, we have been very fortunate to be able to weather that storm so far. And we don't know what 2021 is going to bring, but at this point, uh, like I keep saying, the only thing we really haven't had collectively worldwide is uh, a big tsunami and a zombie apocalypse. So outside of those two things, uh, you know, 2020 is, is pretty much past. But looking looking backwards to look forwards, uh, you, know, you kind of look at where you, where you came from. And it's almost like in the fire service where we went through uh, terrorist bombings. We went through H1N1. We went through uh, Zika. We went through all these different things, uh, anthrax. So we adapted to all those things pretty quickly. Uh, after 9-11, it was a big wake-up call for us. And things that never happened before all of a sudden happened or things that we read about that we didn't really weren't tangible for us here. We, we were able to really make them tangible, and then we had to. We had to become almost overnight subject matter experts or at least half-assed subject matter experts in all these things. And we're doing that now. And like you and I talked about during the, uh, the pre-broadcast, we're getting ready to do these rollouts of the vaccination for the COVID. And it's been a hurry up and wait. It's been warp speed. It's been at the speed of smell, depending on what's going on and where you are in the universe with things. And also just a lot of uh, fluid information that we don't know from one day to the next, what's empirical data, what's been politicized, what's been over, uh, over exaggerated or what's just good, plain sage advice. And with that, we have a lot of disparity within our providers, uh, our fire rescue providers on, are they going to take the vaccine? Are they going to hold off and see where the canaries fall, so to speak, 
on the first go around and see what these effects are. So as an industry, just like as a family, we have to make decisions on what we think is, is the best for us collectively and also best for the individuals. Um, so you know, going, going back to the root of your question, you know, as a as a biological family, we were very grateful that we all have good health and that we've weathered the storm so far. Um, as a fire department, we've certainly had our uh, exposures and we, we've had our close calls and near misses. And you know, we've weathered that storm fairly well, too. Uh, one thing before we go any further, I just want to really uh, ask people who are viewing this to keep the guys in uh, Wichita in your thoughts and prayers. They had uh, four brothers who were injured out there. It was uh, last night, I believe, on a uh, working residential fire looking for a trap victim. And so uh, you had some pretty significant injuries out of that. And you know, we certainly wish them well and give them our thoughts and prayers, especially right here around the holidays. Um, one of the other questions that you asked, Ben, too, is you know, from, from the Strike the Box perspective, we've been officially a training organization since 2008. So we've got a little bit of time underneath our belt. And there's been a lot of changes since then. And one of the main reasons that we even initiated the process of having a formalized training organization was to bridge some of those gaps. And we looked at deficits in our own training. And we looked at some of the things that the state fire colleges or the uh, some of the other commercial entities couldn't provide for us we had some close calls and so this just wasn't right so we wanted to do some good street level training and there's great organizations out there uh certainly we're a little bit biased as, as strike the box but we're looking at the the folks like uh you know herbie and the brothers over there at national rescue they they put out good quality training there's so many around the country and um there you know some others that are throwing up shingles and want to do the whole the whole training thing which is great, but it's it's bringing it's bringing that credibility to it and sharing that information and being able to take your experiences, uh, good, bad, and different, and pass them along. Plus, add what you were trained to do, what you were never trained to do, but then you were forced into to serving, and combining all those things to try to make sure that we put a good product out there and uh, that we share this with our brothers and sisters in the industry. So, um, one of the things. I want to ask people, and I'm going to ask you to speak on this too, Ben. Is what are what are your resolutions for 2021? And you know, we all make the New Year's resolutions, and typically about by January 3rd, 4th, we fall <laughs> off the wagon a little bit. But you know, what are, what are some things? What are some goals? Instead of making that resolution that you may or may not keep, what are some of your goals for 2021 in the fire service? And take take the whole COVID mess out of things. But you know, in, in, in your world, what are some things, Ben, that you're going to look forward to in 2021 that maybe you either didn't have the opportunity to do or you haven't taken the opportunity yet, but you want to put that on your priority list to for professional development? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of great stuff there, Trevor. Um, I think one of the one of the big things that we're excited for is on a personal front. Nice, nice looking good. Um, on a, on a, on the Waples home front, uh, we're welcoming at some point, anytime now, um, a brand new girl to the family. So we're, we are certainly excited for that. Um, her, her initials are HLW. Uh, currently it stands for home girl Waples. Um, so we're excited for that. So, um, that is one thing that, that Rachel and I are, are just extremely excited for. Um, in the fire service with strike the box, you know, it's one of those things, what, 
what is going to make me better as an instructor for strike the box? What's going to help me better, um, you know, to, to do what we're doing here. So, you know, looking at, Hey, what kind of technology stuff can we do to make, make our presentations better? What kind of stuff can we do to get out there more, to teach more, to, to get out to, and share our experiences with, with more people. Um, and I know Trevor and Bobby and I, we have talked about, um, strike the box going back to Alaska for the Alaska fire conference and, and looking at that and doing that kind of stuff, because that's, that's what it's all about. It's, it's providing that quality um, training experience that, that Trevor had mentioned, you know, when they were looking at developing strike the box and, and, you know, kind of fill in the gaps of, Hey, this is what we're seeing. This is how we're trained. So how do we fill that space in the middle um, and sharing our experiences? That's what I've been, you know, when I first talked to, to Trevor about doing all this stuff, he said, we're not, we, we're not the kind of people that are going to go out and this is how you should do it. This is the way it should be done. We strike the boxes, sharing experiences. And I, I am, uh, I've said it for, for months now, and I'm sure Trevor and Bobby, even though Bobby couldn't be with us tonight or, or get tired of hearing it, but truly honored and, and humbled to be a part of one strike the box in the beginning out of all of this and then to be a part of 19 thirsty Thursdays, you know, we started, we started, I have a spreadsheet up. We started on March 12th was our first thirsty Thursday. It was about 30 minutes where Bobby, Trevor and I were just kind of chatting about strike the box training, the importance of all of it. And we've gotten to talk with some awesome people like Ray McCormack, Mike Wood, uh, Bobby Halton, um, Rick George, Eric Olson from Ocean City. Um, I, and I, again, I got a whole list of people here um, of, of people that we've had wonderful conversations with um, to, to do this. So to, to continue that forward, um, you know, I want to go and I want to take some more professional development classes. I want to go to some conferences and, and, and get some more experience and more exposure around other things. And then I want to, um, Salisbury is in the process of um, setting up a promotional process. So I want to compete in that and I want to smoke everybody else that's testing. So it's a, we're, we're a combination department. I love the guys that were, that were competing against and I wish them all the very best. Um, some of them, it affects a paycheck for them. Um, so I, I want them to do the very best that they can, but at the same time, I want to beat them. Um, just because that's, that's how it should be. Um, I want to work with them as we go through the process, but at the end of the day, when they come out with the list, I want to see Ben Waples number one, because that's what I want, you know, not to take anything away from them, not to say that I'm, you know, this amazing person, but that's what I want. Is it going to happen? I hope so. But like, I've got some really stiff competition, but that's how you should go into every promotional opportunity is that you're going to beat everybody else. You have to have that confidence. You have to put the time in, you have to put the work in to make sure that when it comes out that the results can reflect the work that you've done. So that's what I'm looking forward to. 2020, we'll put that in the past. It's been a great ride. Um, it's been a weird and interesting ride. Um, you know, you look at holidays that you've that you've had to do differently because your parents are older or vulnerable population, this thing we call physical distancing and all that kind of stuff. You know, the whole pandemic only comes around once every hundred years. And of course we get it. So um, glad to see that go. But Looking forward to to twenty twenty one. So, 
and Ben very very well said with a lot of things. Um, you know, and I I agree with you wholeheartedly. And congratulations in advance on the arrival of Baby Girl Waples. Um, you know, y'all are going to be fantastic Thanks. parents, and uh, it's it's exciting and terrifying all at the same time. And like we were talking about during the pre-broadcast, uh, you know, our son just turned 13 years old, and it's just a it's a it's a new brand of you know terror and horror and excitement at the same time. So. Um, <laughs> Great, you know, great stuff. But, you know, I, I look back at my fire service family and at what an integral part of our, our biological family that all these people are. <laughs> and you know, just like uh, we, we talked about on last, the, the previous Thursday, Thursday, I've got a um, one of my guys working Christmas Day. He, he's, he's covered till noon. And, you know, everybody's stepped up, done the right thing. Um, you know, the, the people who don't have young kids or say, Hey, no, look, he's, and th these are, these are things that, are, that happen by edicts or general orders or memos. It's that, you know, it's that brotherhood in the fire service. Um, and you were, yeah, I, I know I've gone in and, and worked for my folks so they can go and, and you know, take off. And uh, if nobody was available to cover them and they, they need to go to a kid's ball game or, you know, recital or whatever the case is. So, you know, we, we take care of each other on that. And I think, uh, you know, especially this time of year, and we've discussed this before, you know, we, we got to remember our, our families, uh, you know, our families at home, our fire service family. And, and don't forget the, the retiree families, too, because sometimes uh, you, you feel a little bit, uh, I think some of those guys feel a little bit lost. And um, it's just that they're thought about and appreciated. We're standing on their shoulders. They, they, they built a lot of our departments. They suffered a lot of the slings and arrows so that we can have what we have today whether it's apparatus, turnout gear, policies. Um, some policies are named for some of those individuals. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave those alone. We'll leave that, we'll leave that go. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, with, as we talked about brother Hickman being responsible for pages seven through 19 of the human resources manual. Um, but <laughs> Which is impressive. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. And, you know, if, if, if he had worked a little longer, I'm sure he would have had his own, his own chapter. But, his own chapter. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I look at all these folks, uh, and just like what you said, Ben, in, in, the, in the competitive process for promotion, at, at the end of the day, we're all fighting for the same team. And um, in one of the classes that we teach through Strike the Box, the, the 360 leadership, we put a graphic up of the back of a turnout coat, and it'll say, like, you know, Acme Fire Department and then J. Doe at the bottom. And we said, there's two names on the back of your turnout coat. Who are you there for? And that gets people thinking a little bit. So, you know, well, the, the city, the municipality, the town, whoever we're serving, those are the people we're serving. And um, actually one of our you know, dear brothers and you know, salty dog fireman and, and lifelong instructor, certainly one of my mentors, uh, Skip Carey, I think he said it the best. And he said, you know, those two names on the back of the fire coat. So when you go to work, the people that you're serving are at the top of that coat. The people that you're working to go home to safely at the end of that shift is at the bottom. And it's like, wow, that's that's a, a, a really another really poignant way to look at that. Uh -huh. And you know, we look at we look at people like that in our industry. I mean, the the people like the Skip Carries, the Donald Fishers, uh, the, the Donald Records. I mean, you know, the the list goes on and on and on. And you know, sometimes it, as the sands of time go on, um, you know, I was I was talking to somebody the other day uh, back in Ocean City about some of the training stuff and just kind of kidding with them. And the, you know, they had it was it was nice and flattering to hear, Oh yeah, you know, you, you started some of this and this program that you uh, initiated way back when is still doing this, or we've been able to take it and from where it was to here. 
that's great to hear. And yeah, maybe one day they'll name a Connex container at the Academy after me or something or our bathroom stall. Who knows? But, <laughs> you know, but but it's it's those things where don't forget the contributions of the, the people who have come before you, um, regardless of if they had, you know, glitter crap on their collar or whatever color front piece they had. Uh-huh. Everybody everybody contributed to to something along the way or was was on that call that's part of your history. So I think, uh, you know, from a historical perspective, especially you know, we look at Christmas and we look at the historical perspective and, um, you know, some of the things that where we, we look at it, we look at our our blessings and what's brought us together and what's really built us um, in some of the things. You know, we really need to look at that uh, as well in, in the fire department. And I know I think it was Billy Carey who had mentioned in one of the pictures you had posted is like, wow, I spent a lot of time in that room as a kid. And you can look back and you're, you're looking at some of the faces that are that are in some of these pictures and, and some of the places that you've been and things that you've done. So uh, you know, now now's a good time to maybe reach out to some of those people, um, you know, especially around the holiday season. And for some and this, and this is I can share this on a personal note is, um, you know, I was, I was at the doctor yesterday and was reminded, hey, you're not 18 anymore. You know, you're you're a 50 year old guy who is you had their, their body beat up by, you know, by the industry that you're in and you need to be able to modify things. So, you know, being essentially being told that, okay, look, you're, you're not a warrior anymore. You're, you're an elder. And it's like, well, no, not yes, yes, you are. And so, you know, trying to get that through and then you realizing that I've had to have that conversation with some of the people that I looked up to, to say, Hey, um, you know, I, I don't want to be the one to say this, but, Maybe we need to start. Tra- That's a very difficult conversation to have. So you know, I, I just hope at one point that we all we all realize that we're going we're going to transition from warrior to elder, and that doesn't mean that you're going to be you know back there making uh you know sewing beads on something that you, your contributions you should be recognized. And I, I really feel that we need to do a better job of that with the people who are here now, um, because af- after a while they're their contributions don't, I want to say they get lost, but some, some of the, the experience they have and the things they can still contribute to this day, we squander that by not reaching out to them and saying, Hey, and we talked about bringing some of those people on uh, this show, you know, in the not too distant future to talk about some of those things. And, um, you know, I, I saw some, some things from the uh, Smithsonian where you know, they would have soldiers from the civil war that they actually recorded their voices and their stories before they had passed. And somebody had the, um, the intuitiveness to say, wow, this is a part of our history that we don't want to lose. Um, you know, they would take Indian chiefs from these different tribes that, you know, now they're completely configured differently, but, and they would, they would record them and, and you know, put that in the archives for future generations to learn from. And it's really something that in, in the fire service we could do also. And in this day and age of technology, um, you know, and I, I've, some of you guys know Ocean City would probably remember this guy. Um, his name was Dick Hunt. And he was a retired D.C. firefighter who came down Ocean City, joined the volunteers. Uh, most days you could find him up at the American Legion Hall having he drank some horrible. It, it wasn't even Budweiser. It was like five steps below Budweiser. Uh, no offense, Ray. I know you love Budweiser. But, um, but he, he was at these massive fires you know, back in the 1920s and 30s. And we, ones we read about as case studies and uh, you know, th- this theater fire, this ma- this you know massive warehouse fire and we would sit around like little kids at a campfire and we're like 
hey, you know, Dick, can you tell us about tell us about this, you know, such and such theater fire? And he had a very unique voice that was so funny and he couldn't hear hardly at all. Um, and it was great because after a while he would say, all right, boys, story time's over. I got to go get a beer. And, you know, he, he always had a little, a little quit for you. And I just still I'll, I'll end on this, Ben, before I, I pitch it back to you. Um, the guys were sitting around and we had you know, story time with Dick Hunt in the uh, in the day room at headquarters. And the, the, the EMS crew, a paramedic one, got dispatched out for a, a heart patient with a malfunctioning defibrillator. And Dick, I mean, again, he, he could barely hear a thing because you know, he was from the day where you rode the back step, air horns, everything else. And uh, the, you know, the, tone, the tones dropped and paramedic one responds, such and such location for a malfunctioning uh, defibrillator. He goes, Jesus Christ, they'll send you boys on anything. And they're like, what, what do you mean? Dick goes, a malfunctioning refrigerator? That's bullshit. Why are they sending you? Like, no, 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 a malfunctioning defibrillator. Oh, that's even worse. That's it. I mean, he was just a, a hysterical individual, but the knowledge that this guy had, and he was a backstep fireman. He wasn't an officer. He wasn't a chief. He wasn't nothing. He was an, he was an ass in the grass backstep fireman in Washington, D.C. In, in like the late 20s, 30s through the oh 40s. And he was just the salt of the earth. Where, where could you ever hear some of the stories that this guy has? You could read about it, but just to hear this guy relay it you know, from you know, voice to your ear was amazing and you know uh, he he passed away from uh you know cancer probably a couple of years after that but just a, such a unique individual so you know as, as much as we can reach out to you know, the the people's shoulders that we're standing on the fire service and you know kind of look back at you know literally that we talk about the ghost of christmas past present future that's what we need to be looking at in the firehouse you know look look at those spirits from you know the past who who we're cultivating now and who's going to be those people that are taking us into the future? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. We we have to do a better job of um, of reaching out and maintaining those relationships with. <laughs> this there's not going to be like a, a Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction, is there? No, this is more like a James Brown wardrobe change, but it's just, okay. it's just hats. Okay, that's that's cool. all I got. I, I just I, I just had the three. That's it. Okay. Okay. Cool. I feel safe now. Um. But we have we have to do a better job of maintaining those relationships and that that communication with our retired members because they again, like Trevor has mentioned, they've done so much for our departments, um, and and when they go, sometimes they come back and and you know you've got new people there they might not even know like excuse me sir can I help you and I think we've talked about stories like that before you know these these retired members oh, it happened to you Trevor <laughs> yeah so so and that's not even that that long ago. You know, no, it's it's not, and but and, and I want to be very clear with this. It's it's not just retired members on the career end of the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, look at people in the volunteer end. I mean, I, you know, Ocean City, Salisbury. I still look at people who are very active today. I mean, a Mike Hastings, Uncle Ike. Mm -hmm. I, you know, the the guy is a was certainly one of my mentors. Was one of the people who raised me in the fire service. I learned you know oodles from this guy. Um, you know, certainly just a phenomenal firefighter. Uh, I had the privilege of serving not only for him as a firefighter on his crew when he was a captain, but I had a chance to serve with him when he was an assistant chief and I was at the same time. And that was just very surreal for me, but it was just such a you know, honorable opportunity. I look at people like that and uh, you know, people like Donald Fisher, who, you know, very, a very quiet and unassuming man, but just 
super, super uh, intuitive when it came to the fire service. And you know, you, you got your, you've got your Roger Stagers. You, we go on and on, your, your Donald records. I know he served on the career end, but you know, look at, look at the people in your volunteer organizations who really establish some of these or you know, the reason that you are doing what you're doing today is, is because of them. And I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm certainly not uh, narrowing it just to a few individuals, but you look in your own organization, whether it's a, you know, a past member, uh, you know, a retired volunteer member or a retired career member. Um, and I think even in uh, Del Mar, just not too far from you, mm-hmm. there's a lot, there's a lot of legacy there as well. Yeah. Um, and I remember the, um, you know, the chief Gordy, the first, if you will, um, you know, it's, you, you, or I'm sorry, Morris. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting my departments mixed up, but, um, but you know, you, you look at, you look at the, uh, you know, one of the chiefs up there is the son of a previous chief that, you know, his father was one of the people who first was doing instant command before instant command was really a big deal. Cause I remember they, Delmar had two dueling house fires one day, one on such and such street, the other on like East East street. And he goes, okay, this, you know, this fire here is going to be designated as such and such command and it blew everybody away. And this is, this is a volunteer based department. And, you know, it's like, wow. And they ahead of the curve. So you've got people like that who not only affected their own individual department, but really established something for a region, you know? And, uh, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm having brain cramps. Cause I guess my, it's, um, uh, Morris, what's, um, Joe Morris. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Sorry. It's, it's the hat, but yeah. Um, and uh, I, I know the, the, Gord, the Gordy is the, you know, well, he had some uh, dueling uh, departmental stuff too, but you know, is the Salisbury as, as more as Morris is the Delmar. But um, you know, yeah, be, I mean, that was something that, you know, there's, there's a legacy there. So you look, look at what's been built over the years, look at place like, you know, Berlin um, and, and just some of the, some of the history that's there and some of the people that, uh, you know, are really standing on the shoulders of people who built just a you know phenomenal fire service that serves not only a you know a downtown area but also a very rural area and an expansive um, yeah an expansive first do so you really don't don't just look at the the career service as far as retirees you look at look at also within your own volunteer service and even in my department we make sure that we reach out because we have we have a lot of um, a lot of widows. And some of these are in our ladies auxiliary still. And I mean, I don't have very much time in my department. I have less than five years in, in my new department. So, you know, I've tried to learn who some of these people are. And, and as we have some issues come up to say, okay, Hey, you know, let's, let's check on this person or that person. Cause I, I, I had one, uh, we actually named our firefighter of the year award after her father, her, oh, wow. our, one of our ladies auxiliary members, I, I came to find out a few years ago that her father was one of the first chiefs of Palm Beach Shores. Not only that, but you know he was instrumental in actually creating the department back in the oh, day. Right. And, and they, they didn't have a really good um, written history of everything. A lot of it was word of mouth. So trying to put that together. So it's like, you know what? We need to memorialize this. And so, you know, the, our firefighter of the year award is the, you know, the William Ernst firefighter of the year award award to recognize you know, a pioneer for the department. I never met the man, but you know, he's been long since gone, but the contributions need to live on somehow. Yeah, and you know, this is somebody who started a 
was instrumental in helping start a small volunteer-based department that's grown into what it is today. And if it, if it weren't for him and people like him, uh, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. So I think it's important to try to memorialize some of those folks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, we're going to wrap it up. So uh, as you guys can see across the bottom, the little banner there, what are you thankful for in 2020? What are your goals for 2021? Um, so when we post this, it's going to go up on Thursday, Christmas Eve. Um, we'll post it sometime that day, but please share with us in the comments below, either on Facebook, YouTube, um, or try and send it to uh, Instagram, send it all over the place, but share with us what, what you guys are thankful for, what your goals are for 2021. Some things coming from Strike the Box. Again, we're, we're going to continue our Thirsty Thursday tradition every other week. Our, our next live uh, broadcast will be January 7th. Uh, 2021 with Chief Kurt Isaacson from Escambia County, a battalion chief up there, uh, is running county fire tactics uh, in the 850 firemen. So if, you, um, if you're interested, go check him out. A lot of really great stuff coming out from, from there. Uh, he's doing a great job with that, with that uh, organization. So really excited to have him come on. We've talked about having Chief Hastings come on and, and talking about some of the things and some of the tips and tricks that he's learned in his, his many years of service. And again, if there's other stuff that you guys want us to talk about, again, throw it in the comments. We check that. Uh, we'd like to interact with you guys there. Uh, and we'll, we'll work on that and finding somebody for that. So, heck, it might even be you. So, um, like I said, with that, that's what we're, what we're looking forward to. Um, Trevor, it's always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Cheers. Cheers, brother. And uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Kwanzaa to everybody. Uh, or as George, it was George Costanza or was, who was it said about Festivus? Whatever you're celebrating, have a happy one. Yep. So happy Festivus. For the rest of us. Good night.